Thames Valley. Turn on the radio and let's have some music. Spread the word. Hello, this is Amelia Fish. I'm a registered associate nutritionist, and you are listening to The Reset on River Radio. This show is all about nutrition and shaking off common myths and misconceptions around food. On today's show, we are actually following on from last week and are talking all about sustainable nutrition, including what it is, how different foods and processes may affect the planet. So today we're going to be covering food waste, local and seasonal food, deforestation, but we're also going to be talking about the cost of food and how this contributes to a sustainable diet. We will also be giving you some advice of what we can do. If you have any questions for us today, you can message us in on our socials at River Radio Live or email me me directly at amelia at river.radio so we are going to start be starting today's show as we start all of them um, with some fact or myth statements which we will which we will be coming back to at the end of the show um, and as always we'll address these questions throughout the show um, and we'll be ready for that pop quiz at the end so our first one is how a sustainable diet not Um, does not only affect the planet. The second one is meeting government guidelines may not always be a sustainable choice for the planet. Our third fact or myth is how the agricultural industry can have a widespread impact on the environment. The fourth one, following a plant-based diet can help to protect the planet. And our fifth and final one for today is how there are several things that we can do to get involved and raise awareness and reduce the impact of our diets on the planet, while also not compromising on taste and enjoyment and how nourishing our dietary patterns are. So... Following on from last week, we're going to start by talking about what a sustainable diet is. Just having a reflection again, just in case you weren't able to tune in. But don't forget that you will be able to catch up on last week's episode, which is a podcast. Um, So what is a sustainable diet? A sustainable diet is one that has been defined as a diet which has a limited impact on the environment while contributing to all of our nutritional needs and food security. So that's for people today, but also in the future and encompasses environmental, social, health and economic needs. And this is a really important point that we're chatting about today, how sustainable diets are not just about the environment, but it also thinks about all of these other factors too, and how it is sustainable for you into the future. Last week, we also covered a lot about what the different problems are. So we wanted to have a little recap on that. And do get in touch with us at River Radio Live on our socials if you can remember some of these. Um, And also if you have any questions about them, but also if there's any other thoughts that you had. So the first one that we covered was animal proteins. Um, And there's lots of different animal proteins out there, but specifically that what we spoke about last week was meat and of that ruminants such as beef. Um, And having a little think about why these have more of an impact, it's because they produce lots of methane, which is a greenhouse gas, which lots of people have heard of and we know that it contributes to climate change. 
The other reason that animal proteins have an effect on our planet is because we need to uh, use lots of land in order to grow the feed and then that uses to then feed the animals, whereas we could just eat that land to begin with. The other thing that we spoke about was overfishing the oceans and the big piece of advice that we gave was avoiding some of the big five fish. So that includes things such as cod, haggard, had, I got, I'm tripping over my words today, haddock, salmon, tuna and prawns. This is because 80% of the seafood that we consume in the UK is made up of these five species. Um, so instead, if we chose something else, we may be able to help replenish our stocks in the oceans. For example, why not try something like hake, um, but also as an alternative to prawns, shellfish, mussels and oysters. Another thing that we spoke about was dairy um, and uh, because that's another animal protein so we can maybe swap that out for some plant-based alternatives but please do make sure to chat with a healthcare professional if you are doing this and you might be in an at-risk population. So coming to one of the statements that we spoke about at the beginning and that was how meeting government guidelines may not always be sustainable for the planet. And this is a really interesting an interesting point, and it's something that I've been asked about before, so I wanted to address it on today's show. Um, and it is true, it's not necessarily the most sustainable for the planet, and this is because of a number of factors, um, and that is there's 8 billion people on our planet, and if we all met all of these um, different things, specifically the one for fish, which is eating two portions of fish per week. That's actually not sustainable for our planet. And so it's finding alternatives and ways to do this. Definitely the recommendation is to go for those two portions of fish a week if you can do it. However, if you're not able to do it because you are maybe following a vegan diet, definitely considering an algae supplement. But also eating a more balanced diet, including those um, lots of different nourishing foods and having variety in our diet is important because it puts less waste and less emphasis on certain things. And as well, choosing to have that more plant based diet. So choosing plants and pulses over the animal based proteins um, reduces our land usage, but also our water waste and things like that. So there's lots of different things to consider there. Now, is vegan is going vegan the answer? And I think we touched on this a little bit last week and I've actually just been joined in the studio by Tara who was here with us last week. Um, so I'm going to bring her on now and we are going to have a little bit of a chat about uh, what Tara's thoughts were on this from last week. So Tara, hello. Hello, how are you? I'm really well, thank you. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yes. <laughs> thank you for joining me today. So I've just done a little recap about what we were chatting about last week. Amazing. I've been listening in my car. Oh, amazing. Reminiscing about last week. <laughs> um, and I just covered an interesting topic because I think it was something that was vaguely touched on and it was about government guidelines mm-hmm. um, and what we can do to... Meet, both meet them and also eat sustainably for the planet because yes obviously when we spoke about sustainable nutrition it's sustainable for the planet for us socially but also for our health as well mm-hmm. yes completely and I think it's important that you know people realize that there are things that they can do to help that so I'm looking forward to you sharing some tips and tricks and how we can help create a more sustainable um, diet as well exactly and that's why we come on to the next question which is another one I get asked all the time Mm -hmm. and that is is going vegan the answer 
Yes, and that, that that is that is a tricky that is a tricky one because it's a lifestyle for many people, mm-hmm. um, and you know that there are pros and cons to it. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you know there are some um, vegan options that maybe use a bit lo- more water yeah. than other things. Um, but also, there are if you're going to go vegan, you need to make sure you're doing it properly and don't just think I'm not going to eat meat. And then that's it. It's not as easy as that. You've got to make it's sure not. that you're having, you know, <clears throat> get get right supplements or make sure that you're mm. having enough of everything else to be able to sustain a good enough diet because meat is a really big source of protein. Exactly. So you exactly. need to get that from somewhere else. Yes. And um, actually, if you're doing something like this, you can also... Um, so I spoke about the government guidelines and we use the eat well plate quite often. Mm -hmm. It's a really great uh, imagery representation. But there's also created by the Vegan Society a vegan eat well plate. Awesome. So that can help you, you know, guide towards making sure that you're getting a complete variety of all your nutrients. Where can people find that plate? On the Vegan Society's website. (gasps) Fantastic. They have loads of great resources to Mm -hmm. make sure that you have all those nourishing uh, vitamins and minerals in your diet. But... Because we're talking about sustainable diet today, and it's going to be sustainable for you in the long term. Mm-hmm. Let's have a little bit of a chat about if you are choosing to go plant-based um, as part of a sustainable diet, what vitamins and minerals and macronutrients you may be missing out on. What's the main one that you could think of, Tara? <laughs> Put me on the spot here, Amelia. Okay. I, do you know what? I don't know much about um, no. that kind of stuff but i'm thinking like if you cut meat out of your diet uh-huh. you just think about protein straight away yeah that's, 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 that's exactly the one. what i was looking oh for. my gosh i'm just <laughs> sweating under the pressure here um but yeah that is the that is the main source you know and it is so high in protein mm-hmm. i'm not sure as somebody that does eat meat if if i would stop eating meat what it would be that i'd need to add into my diet mm-hmm. to um kind of replace that in a way exactly. or additionally have and you use some great words there what you can add into your diet what Mm -hmm. you can replace things with and we're not just talking about you know cutting meat out completely um our answer to the question is going vegan the answer not necessarily it's not necessarily sustainable for everyone Mm -hmm. but maybe reducing our reliance on animal-based proteins could be part of the answer yeah i like how you're saying reliance as well because i think that a lot of people do rely mm-hmm. on it it's easy it's so affordable now exactly. and it's just at your fingertips all the time and that affordability of animal-based proteins is something that's contributing to our reliance on them and mm-hmm. how much of them that we're consuming but going back to protein as you mentioned it's the main uh, fear that people have of mm. you know Meat is a great source of protein. It's a complete source of protein. It's got all of those good amino acids in it that we need in our diet. However, it's not something that we really need to worry about, especially when going vegetarian or at least, you know, starting to reduce our meat intake. Right. Great fact. If you're eating enough food, if you're consuming enough energy you're most likely not going to be protein deficient. Interesting. Protein is in everything. It's in grains, so it'll be in your bread as well. But also it's in lots of nuts and legumes. And also these provide us with lots of energy too. Ah, I did not know that. Mm -hmm. Just so educational this show. (laughs) And if you're looking for something that is a complete source of protein, Mm -hmm. don't worry, there are plant-based sources too. So you've got your soya, you've got quinoa, and you've also got mycoprotein, which Um. is in things such as the big brands um, that you get um, as alternatives. Nice. Can you get smoothies with mica in? 
With Mica? In? I don't I'm know. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm thinking of something different. But you obviously you can get smoothies with additional protein powders in if it is something you're worried about, especially if you are um, uh, eating a plant-based diet such as identifying as a vegan diet Mm -hmm. plus you're exercising a lot maybe a little bit of additional protein might be something for you to consider but this is not a show where we're giving out personalized advice so please do make sure that you contact a registered nutritionist or dietitian if you're looking for that advice there are so many places of information as well Mm -hmm. online but make sure it's a reliable website exactly you can look for the (laughs) nhs or the british dietetics association for example Mm, interesting there are lots of other things to consider as well when going vegan Mm-hmm. or if going plant-based such as your um, omega-3s because obviously as we, I mentioned earlier these mainly come from oily fish you could consider going for an algae supplement we spoke about this a little bit last week though didn't mm-hmm. we so do make sure to go listen to that episode which will be a podcast yes that was very interesting learning about the algae supplement actually because mm. I'd never thought of that before definitely want to check out well exactly because Our oily fish is a great source of omega-3s and there's two specific types in there. And then you've got plant-based sources of omega-3s such as in your linseeds and walnuts. Mm -hmm. However, it's a different type of omega-3 that doesn't have the same health benefits as the other two types that are in oily fish. Right. Oily fish, however, get those two types from algae which is why the supplement may be beneficial for our health. Mm -hmm. Not quite enough research there yet to give it a health claim but you know, it's probably not going to do harm. It makes sense. Exactly. It does make sense. (laughs) Other things to consider when uh, following a vegan diet include things like vitamin B12. Mm -hmm. Main source of that is from meat. So if you are solely eating a vegan diet and you're not eating any meat at all, please do consider a supplement. Again, talk with your GP or healthcare professional about this. Perfect. Well, vitamin D, calcium, there's so many things to consider. But my general advice would be, If you are eating a variety of food, if you are eating lots of different colours, you're probably getting a good variety of I like the colours mm, because like- at least that's visual because I'm a I'm definitely a visual person I'm a visual mm-hmm. learner so the fact that you say colours I generally think right tonight I'm going to have a bit of okay I know it's going against what you're saying but I like, I'm going to have a bit of chicken but then I'm also yeah. going to have some um, asparagus a bit of peppers meat. and maybe a bit of sliced potatoes or something like that so but then i'm thinking that's really inspiring to do like work of art on Mm -hmm. your plate in a way it is it is and as there's nothing wrong with having meat it's just maybe considering reducing it if you can and if that is sustainable for you exactly because obviously people have different needs within their diet as well some people might not be able to cut out exactly Um, and that's not the only thing you can do And we're going to be coming on to other things that you can do if that's not something that you want to do or you can do later on. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, But as yeah, all those different colours. My favourite tip is eating the colour of the rainbow. Ooh, Mm. okay. So as you go throughout the day thinking, ooh, what else could I add in? Like, can I try a different colour? Maybe on your food shop. Try and like make sure you have a variety of colours in your oh, basket. Oh, I like that. I did my food shop yesterday. I wish I had <laughs> spoke to you yesterday now. I've got some berries in my bag, so nice. I've got red covered. Lovely. I've had, I've had a chocolate bar, so I've got brown covered. <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably not great for your nutrition show, talking about chocolate. But I'm sure you're going to have another show about chocolate well, in the future. Definitely. But as part of a sustainable diet, everything can... Pu- can form part of a balanced sustainable diet it's just yes. in moderation in moderation yeah um, i know it's just been easter as well um, mm. i've got a mountain of easter eggs but i am genuinely eating the moderation 
Um, because you've got to. Exactly. And part of our definition of a sustainable diet was one that's enjoyable for you too. So this is something that we've really got to consider mm. and allowing ourselves to have all of those foods that we enjoy and are safe to eat. Yeah. Um, but I, I've actually just been organising some guests for the future on the reset and we'll definitely be coming back to how we can do that in the, like intuitive eating Amazing. later on. Um, but yeah... I think when we're really speaking about uh, a diet for the planet and what we can do sustainability-wise, we mentioned it before, and can you remember what, what we were talking about? It's a word that I really struggled with saying. I've been practising. <laughs> As you've been practising, I'll let you say it. <laughs> it's really kind of you. The, the planetarian diet. Yes, the planetarium diet. Yes, exactly. That sounded really interesting, actually. Mm, and you can look up more about this, but we'll just give you a quick summary for today. So it was announced by the Eat Lancet Commission. So it's a really reputable source. Mm-hmm. And it's represented by half a plate of vegetables, fruits and nuts and the other half of the plate, primarily of whole grains and plant-based proteins, but also with some unsaturated plant oils, animal-based proteins, uh, dairy foods, starchy vegetables, and sugars. Mm -hmm. So it's complete variety. And, you know, I pretty much just said every different food group, but it's it's that more that balance and the variety that you're having. I think it's a balance with everything as well, Mm -hmm. whether you are a meat eater, whether you're a vegan, or whether you're a vegetarian or pescatarian, um, you know from what I'm learning from your shows it's about a balance and it is very difficult to have a balance when you're busy and on the go Mm -hmm. so it's also just trying to make that time to kind of sustain that sustainable diet absolutely I could not agree more but do you know what Tara I think it's time for a song I reckon it's about time what do you think I'm I'm fancying a bit of Ed Sheeran today oh I always fancy a bit of Ed Sheeran (laughs) me too Um, I love a bit of Ed Sheeran, so we're going to be playing Ed Sheeran Shivers coming up next. Turn your radio on, turn your radio on, and listen to the music in the air. Yes, let's see. I think I'll turn over to the loudspeaker. River Radio. Hello? This is only a test. This radio station will remain on the air, day and night. Across the Thames Valley. Turn on the radio and let's have some music. Turn it the way up. River. Radio. Spread the word. I took an arrow to the heart. I never kissed a mouth that tastes like yours. Strawberries and something more. Oh, yeah, I want it all. Lipstick on my guitar. Fill up the engine. Grab me up between 
Hello, you are listening to Amelia Fisher, registered associate nutritionist on The Reset on River Radio. This show is all about nutrition and shaking off those common misconceptions and myths around food. You can find us on all social media platforms at River Radio Live and on the website river.radio. On today's show, I am joined by Tara and we are talking all about sustainable nutrition. So far, we have spoken about what a sustainable diet is. Um, and next, we're going to be speaking about the impact of the agriculture industry on the planet. Um, and then coming up later in the show, we are going to be talking about what we can do and how we can get involved. If you have any questions for us today, you can message us on our Instagram at River Radio Live or email me directly at Amelia at River radio if you have missed the show so far and would like to catch up do not worry this episode will be released shortly after the live show as a podcast and can be found on all your main podcast platforms including apple spotify and google so tara yes the impact of the agricultural industry on the planet what are you thinking oh crikey that's a bit of a big that's a bit of a big um thing to say and, and it's throw huge. at me it's, it's huge. huge you know i think that it's going to be very difficult for people to um you know it, it's, it's difficult to even sum up in mm. one sentence because it's been going on for years and years and years mm-hmm. it's gonna be very difficult for people to kind of stop it happening and i think that if we reduce things gradually it's going to help mm-hmm. at the industry And there are so many different things contributing to its impact on the environment. And that's why it is so large. You've got the production, processing, you've got the land usage, the water uses, um, even the cooking of food within like um, restaurants and within the home. All of these different factors are contributing to its impact. Mm. It's not actually just the food. I didn't actually think about the cooking at home. Yeah. Lots of different things. And even when you're thinking about the cooking at home, the food waste. Mm -hmm. And that actually brings us on to our first topic today. Yes, because last week you actually explained how much food waste it was and it was shocking. It's a major problem in the UK. Um, So what more than nine million tonnes of food is wasted every year. That is shocking. 17% of all food available to consumers goes into the bin every year. That is crazy. And, you know, I I used to watch MasterChef Australia. Fantastic show. Um, And they used to have a challenge on there where they had to use the whole of something. Mm. They had to use the whole of a cauliflower. So not just the the heart of it, the literally the leaves, the stem, the everything. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting because you do think, I throw away the leaves of a cauliflower. Yeah. Why don't I... I don't make it into puree just because I do not know how to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think it's really important that people know that actually you can use the skin of a carrot for something else or you can uh-huh. use the potato skins. You can actually have a potato with the potato skins on. Yeah. And, you, you know, it, it, it's, it's really important, but it's just getting those recipes to those people. And with keeping the uh, skins on you're also getting more fiber in your diet yes. because the skins are so f- full of that and we need as much fiber as we can get we're mm-hmm. not hitting that recommendation currently in the uk it's a great tip to keep those on um but also if you do take them off you know that's absolutely fine but as you said keep them you can either compost them or put them in the oven with a little bit of oil maybe oh. some seasoning and you're going to create some lovely chips and you can do that with potato skins mm. with parsnip skins 
carrot skins. You Getting can all hungry all now. <laughs> well, you know, that's we've finished this show at 11 o'clock and we can go off for like a mid-morning yeah. snack. But back to yours for some <laughs> parsnip crisps, I reckon. Yeah, but it's such a good way to use these things. And actually, mm-hmm. I think one of the things I spoke about last week and I mentioned was using watermelon rind. And yes. love food, hate waste, another great resource for you. Actually had a recipe with them. Mm. I thought was a great idea so how would you use a watermelon rind it's not my recipe I'm not 100% sure (laughs) I did just look look one up though on their website and this one uh involves using egg and orange juice and yeah that's interesting there's a lot you can do with an air fryer as well Mm. and um skins of vegetables because it cooks it really nicely and makes it really crispy Mm -hmm. and you don't really have to have to add extra oil Mm -hmm. or anything anything like that Exactly. So these are all great tips for helping us to reduce our food waste because so much of it is avoidable. Another big way that we can do it is making a shopping list. Something so simple (laughs) because so often when you go into the supermarkets, you pick up all these different things which you fancy and that's great. Mm -hmm. However, if you've not thought about how that might go into your meal plan for the next week or two, so much of that may go to waste. Yes, when I first moved out, I planned all of our meals um, for the week Mm -hmm. and we would literally only buy what we needed for that meal. That was to save money Mm -hmm. and just just to kind of plan the the week. Um, But... You know, it, sometimes it isn't sustainable for, for people to do that. Mm-hmm. And it is easy just to go to the shops. But it saves yeah. so much money and it saves a lot of food waste. Mm-hmm. And I have had to throw stuff away because I've forgotten it was in the back of the fridge. So I think that's a really good point for the yeah. listeners, actually. And as you said, it's as well money. And we're talking about sustainable nutrition today. And having economic security around food is something that we're also trying to share around yes. this area. Mm. Um, I also think you just mentioned then things at the back of the fridge. Whenever <laughs> you do a food shop, try and rotate that the things in the fridge. Whatever's at the back, bring it forwards. Uh, same with your food cupboards, because then you're going to have the stuff going out of date first at the front so you don't miss it in your eyesight. So guilty of that. <laughs> I don't even know what's at the back of my cupboards anymore. I think I've got about seven corned beefs and I can just keep buying them. I'm too short. I can't see at the back of them. So I just keep rebuying things because I forget that they're there. But as you just mentioned using tin foods and mm. tin foods do have a lot longer shelf life. Yes. And, you know, that can be great for reducing food waste. For mm. example, if you know that you might not get through all of your fresh vegetables before they go off, maybe choosing some tin vegetables, maybe choosing like sweet corn or something. Yes. Adding in variety, adding in colour and also that tin vegetable does not change the nutritional quality of it does it not no interesting so how's your stance on kind of um frozen vegetables again great idea utilizing that freezer to help reduce food waste also it does not affect the nutritional quality of it the only thing freezing can do is re- maybe reduce the actual, uh, like the quality of the product because of things like freezer burn. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, making sure that it's not in there for too long. So rotating what you've got in the freezer can reduce the chances of freezer burn and things like that occurring. Fantastic. That's a really good tip. <laughs> Packaging things correctly, putting them away nicely, you know. So, because quite often things can take on the smell of other things. Right. Smell and taste. So making sure that it's all wrapped up nicely. And then recycling whatever packaging you can. 
there there is such a big transition from you know even just the the, the start of this um from making the product mm-hmm. and then consuming it and then eventually yeah. binning the packaging there is so much that goes on mm-hmm. that can be changed to make it more sustainable yeah exactly and obviously part of this there is an economic cost to all of these things mm-hmm. and so maybe this might not all work for you but um knowing what you've got in the house to avoid things going to waste to avoid wasting money so even for that freezer you know, I look in my freezer drawer and I think oh my goodness <laughs> what is in there you know I do it too but then maybe having a, a notebook with everything that's in your freezer you can stick it on the outside of your fridge my mum does that amazing yeah she genuinely does that yeah. and I think it's great yeah. very organized mm-hmm. um especially because I have like two freezers <laughs> but you know freezing is so good because you can keep food in the house a lot longer mm-hmm. um and it, it, it's just a really sustainable way of keeping food in your house it really is and then that brings us on to another factor I guess and it's something that we've mentioned a couple of times you actually mentioned it earlier which is water the yes. water impact of the food industry mm-hmm. um, and what we can do. So did you know that less than 3% of the world's water is drinkable? I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's um, made me quite speechless, actually. I know. Not great for radio, but... <laughs> <laughs> not great, but I know, exactly. So we've got to do... Like, it's a precious resource to us, so we've got to do as much as we can to save it. And I think you mentioned earlier how um, plant-based proteins and plant foods have a water cost Mm -hmm. and that's very true they do and quite often though this is used as a negative thing right because it's not compared to other things so for example almond milk has a huge water cost and it does in california Mm -hmm. and we've got to consider how locally that affects their industry but also if you compared that to say cow's milk (coughs) cow's milk still has a bigger water usage Mm. So it's about considering these comparisons and maybe um, as we keep on saying variety, switching it up, you know, maybe one day you have almond milk, but a different day you have soya milk and a different day you have um, coconut milk, trying Mm -hmm. all these different ones. Definitely. I think also it gets a little variety in your diet as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And also mentally as well, I find that if you're having the same food all the time and then you then switch it out and you have a yellow pepper instead of a green pepper, it mentally just kind of stimulates your mind and you think, wow, actually it's really nice to have a different colour or a different taste or a different texture. So actually I can see from kind of a mental health point of view, actually Mm -hmm. by changing up your diet slightly, it could be a change that could really help. I'm so glad you mentioned that one about pepper because all those different colours of peppers have different types of fibres in them too. See, I only normally use the um, the red ones. Uh-huh. That's my favourite. Yeah. Or the yellow. I don't normally go for the green ones because I find it mm. a bit too vegetable-y. I find the green one quite bitter too. If I'm going to use the green one, I'd like chop it up into small dice and put it in like a bolognese or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or like a stir fry where you're basically <laughs> not going to taste it. Literally. <laughs> great way to use it up though it is and i am i'm very much a big believer in just chopping loads of stuff up that's in your fridge and mm-hmm. just whacking it into frying pan mm-hmm. bit of a bit of gravy on top or whatever <laughs> you've got i know i'm really weird to put gravy with everything but i, I just love the yeah. let, let's see what's in the cupboard exactly just make something up you know before you do that lo- that new food shop use up everything that you've got in the fridge yes. make a big stir fry and even if you're not going to eat it that day then freeze it you've got a homemade meal prepared in the freezer 
Amazing. That is so, that is so what's the word, um, organised. <laughs> if you've got all of your meals planned out. I see on TikTok, there's um, nutritionists that, mm. they're like, oh, I've done my school pack lunch for the week, pop oh, them yeah. in the freezer, done a whole week preparation, takes them the whole day on the Sunday. I mean, that is preparation. That is preparation. And you know, that does work for some people and that's sustainable for some. But don't worry if that's not you. You know, <laughs> that's not everyone. Um, what I think about, like, you know, preparing meals, going to the shops, have an idea of the meals that you want that week. You know, if you're planning for seven days, have seven ideas for lunches and dinners that you may fancy that week but also like ingredients that swap over between them both so if one day you don't fancy one of those meals you could make something else you know it's okay not to have a Mm -hmm. set plan just have some ideas of things that you're going to create with what you're buying yes definitely it's really good to change it up isn't it Mm, because sometimes I find when I've planned to have a meal and I'm like mm-hmm. I now don't fancy that <laughs> <laughs> don't feel the pressure to have it but make something else no but it's good to have your week planned and then um you know I say to my partner we'll have this for the week but what if I don't fancy that on that day it's like it's fine the food is there for the week it's not going to exactly. run out the next day get I always go and get the longest day I can mm-hmm. always go right to the back I probably shouldn't but I always go right to the back of the um fridges in in the supermarket mm-hmm. because I know that I'm not going to be eating it that day mm-hmm. or the day after I like to make sure that I've got options yeah it's great to have that idea in mind um and that kind of brings us on to our next one like going to the supermarkets but yes. also how about eating locally and seasonal foods and again we are aware that this is not um, accessible to all, but mm-hmm. it is an idea that may be right for some people. Yeah, um, I think I mentioned on the last our last shows that um, me and my family go to the local farm to get our eggs mm-hmm. because mm. we find the quality of the eggs is a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, it's not that much more expensive either. Mm. And also we're supporting local. And I think it's really important, especially through the pandemic, the local yes. farmers, the local shops, the local people were really there for each other, um, where maybe the supermarkets weren't there for Mm. us as much Mm. and they opened their doors and they were able to deliver and I think that you know I think that um people might have now started to go back into the mainstream supermarkets whereas Mm. through lockdown they might have been a bit more local yeah so I think that maybe people need to go back into the local um, area because they're still there Mm. but people just forget because it's easier to go to a big supermarket but local people sometimes are cheaper than the supermarkets as well so make sure that you um have a little look at your local farms. Um, although if there are like one pound cheap, one pound more expensive, the quality is mm. most of the time ten times better. Yeah, and than mass produced water exactly. pump things. Often because it's come from a lo- more local area, and so it's fresher. It's, exactly, it's fresher, less time to degrade, and actually, the distance that something has travelled do- will affect the nutritional quality. So mm. if you've got berries coming from the other side of the world some of the nutrients in them may have started to degrade by the time they get to us so you know that's another factor to consider there something that's sorry slightly off topic um but it's talking about supermarkets i've been to a local supermarket recently Mm. um sorry it's a a chain a chain supermarket locally and because of all these sandstorms have been happening recently across the world they're literally having to put posters up now to say make sure you wash your vegetables extra wow because of everything that's been but then you think wow okay there's no sandstorms in the uk mm-hmm. so where is this vegetable coming from mm. and honestly i couldn't find where it was from on the packaging i'm not sure if they have to put it on there or not yeah. um but 
it was really interesting that like due to sandstorms make sure you wash your vegetables extra and you do look at the vegetables in these shops and you think actually that looks a bit dustier than normal and stuff interesting so it was really interesting actually Mm. so i thought that's a point i might bring up so make sure you wash your vegetables i've seen a sign in this shop (laughs) not sure if it's across all the shops but it was across a big supermarket brand wow i hadn't heard about that but very interesting and like also as you said like from where it's come from um, yeah it makes you realize it is a lot further afield Mm. than um just your local local aldis or local tesco's or whatever other supermarket brands are available Something I was just thinking on that as well is generally what's available in the larger supermarkets are these perfect looking fruit and vegetables. They are like carrots are super straight. You know, there's nothing wonky about them at all. They are now, I've seen it a couple of times, offering boxes of, you know, I put it in inverted commas, imperfect looking fruits and vegetables. Yes, there's so many people. It's now a fad. It's like now a fashion to get the wonky vegetables. Well, I can't quite understand why they all needed to reach like such a specific thing before <laughs> anyway because ultimately you chop it all up and put it into food or you eat it that's you know? the thing like when it's in your tummy it's definitely not the shape <laughs> it was you know and I think that it's it's all to do with perception it's all to mm. do with oh it's supposed to look like this when you grow carrots like my mum has her own allotment you know she's just planted parsnips I'm not going to say to her mm. that parsnip's <laughs> the wrong shape we can't have on our dinner table you know when we were eating vegetables back in back in the olden days back in like <clears throat> When before supermarkets, when everything was just from the earth and nothing was really changed with chemicals, um, you know, we were eating carrots that were half the size or bigger or smaller or yeah. wonky or purple. You can get purple carrots, you can get mm. all different varieties. And I think that it's really important at these local farms, you can get carrots that aren't orange, you can get okay. rainbow carrots and stuff like that. <laughs> purple carrots are. <laughs> original carrots they were genetically modified to become orange did not know that because apparently it was more appealing on the plate uh-huh i can see that though i don't know i quite like the idea of a purple carrot on my dinner plate <laughs> yeah I, I i have purple c- cabbage right yeah um, i love cabbage yeah i love red i think yeah. they call it red cabbage <laughs> and what i like to do right is i like to steam the ca- so off topic but we're gonna <laughs> go with it um i like to steam the red cabbage at the top which is purple mm. cabbage. And then I like to cook my potatoes underneath. Oh, then the water goes this blue. Is brilliant. So even though the potato the potatoes go slightly blue, yeah. but even just the cooking and the different mm. colours. So you've got the red cabbage at the top, purple cabbage, then the blue <laughs> water with your um with your potatoes cooking in it. Mm. It tastes so good. I'm really And I love this. the colours. Yeah, absolutely. It's, which brings it ra- back round to the colours. Yeah. Um, I know that a lot of colours do fade when it's mm-hmm. cooking but even just the experience of cooking with colors is so nice just love that blue water that does sound like a proper experience and you also mentioned a brilliant point on can you get more local than growing your own you definitely can't exactly so that's another great option for like sustainability because you're growing exactly what you need definitely and i think that it is a um it's a lot of work don't it get me wrong it's the, the amount of times my mum's come back and she's knackered because mm-hmm. she's had to dig it all up and it is a lot of work you wait weeks and weeks sometimes months for things to grow and you probably only have a few meals worth mm-hmm. um but the pride on my mum's oh, face yeah. when she comes back with these carrots or potatoes or whatever garlic we had garlic yeah. oh amazing <laughs> i think my mum did like corn on the cob and stuff like that oh, it was amazing. amazing um it is fantastic so it's also about growing the things that you can kind of replant every year Mm. you don't need to buy new plants of and also things that you can get a lot of stuff off 
Exactly. As well, like broad beans. Yeah. And stuff like that. I love that. Mm. Um, and coming on just to another couple of points about the impact that the agricultural industry is having on the planet. And a global issue is deforestation and loss of biodiversity, which really does it's break really my sad. heart. Yeah. You just think about... I just go straight to the animals. Mm. I just think they're little homes. I know. And it's really, really sad. And, you know, and what, what's really sad is that I don't even think I realise that there must be products that I'm using mm. that has completely impacted that or is yeah. from the deforestation which yeah. I think is really interesting I don't think any of us can live, live a perfect life I think um this is on topic I promise there's this <laughs> show called The Good Place uh-huh. on Netflix yeah. okay and basically they try and find somebody who is the perfect life this person when he steps on a snail he goes and buries the snail to say sorry to the and like mm. But he doesn't realise that the impact that he has on eating this certain cabbage actually was wasting a lot of water. It was yeah. really, really interesting. Um, it's, it's a few seasons down, but it made me think about, actually, we don't realise that actually we're eating carrots that may have been, you know, sourced mm. from somebody that said a bad word about someone else. You yeah. can never really ever have a perfect no. lifestyle. But what we can do is from your shows, listen to your shows and become more aware exactly and awareness is that first step and we're not being critical of anyone on this show we're just helping to raise awareness Mm. and give you you know a little bit of advice of what you might be able to do which we do have coming up in just a moment i'm so excited for this part of the show me too um but just on your point of land usage and things like that Mm. um we spoke about um cattle at the beginning and coming back to that and so we have to grow the feed for those animals and it's something like 80 to 90 percent of soya grown so soya beans which we can eat yes but the land usage for 80 to 90 percent of that is actually used to then feed cattle it's crazy yeah it's crazy um and i also do have another fact for you um that every minute in brazil an area the size of a football clip pitch is cleared for growing food mostly soya Every minute mm, I got in that Brazil, the there's yeah. not going to be any Brazil left, is there? Well, it's a huge impact, isn't it? Deforestation and the agricultural industry is seriously contributing to it. So we need to, you know, think that is crazy. If, if soya is mainly be growing for cattle, but soya is a complete source of protein for us. Plus, is um, high in fiber and also has phytoestrogens in it, which we have. The research is building that can show mm. that it's actually helping women in the menopause, uh, reducing yeah, reducing the severity and frequency of hot flushes. Think the research is indicating that it's two portions a day for three months is showing that it may, might mm-hmm. have those effects. Now this research is in its infancy, but it is there. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think that um, you know there is so much power in food. Mm-hmm. You know, food can control our whole lifestyle, and the thing is just choosing the right ones and also being aware of the impacts had on the world as well. Absolutely, completely agree with you. So, I think right now that um, we should about to get on to the advice. I think we what should. What do you think? So today you are listening to Amelia Fish. I'm a registered associate nutritionist on the Reset on River Radio, and we have been speaking all about sustainable nutrition today. If you have any questions for us, you can message us in on Instagram at River Radio Live or email me directly at Amelia at River Radio. If you have missed out on the show so far, do not worry, as you can catch up later on the podcast, which will be mm-hmm. re- uh, released shortly after the show. So. Tara, what can we do to get involved? 
I think it's, you know, something you touched upon is, is the awareness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and listen to shows like this. Um, I think it's important to listen to everybody. You know, that there will be some people that will say different things. Mm-hmm. But I think it is getting a whole picture of what we can do to um, kind of be involved. I think that listen to vegan podcasts, listen to um, planetarian. The planetarian listen, yeah, diet. diet yeah. yeah, I think it's just basically look at everything and see what you can do. Absolutely. I won't be able to make the same changes as you no. or any of the listeners. And that's all to do with sustainability for you personally. Bringing it all back round. Exactly. Love it. So a couple of campaigns that you could have a look at. Mm-hmm. The British Dietetics Association had a great one called the uh, the One Blue Dot campaign. I was actually listening to another podcast the other day speaking about the One Blue Dot and how that 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 um, the name of their campaign came from the picture of the earth from a distance interesting that was really, really cool yeah um, but this this campaign speaks about the advice of maybe only uh cutting down your current meat consumption to half mm-hmm. you know not reducing half, it yeah but aiming for half it speaks about only having red meat once a week if you're currently consuming it or you know if it, if you can't do it once a week just reducing it like that mm-hmm. that could be a focus for you um and also reducing our dairy consumption by about 40 percent is the recommendation right again coming back to sustainability though maybe just if for you you have all of those currently in your diet just focus on one for now because I'm reducing and doing what you can. Yes, definitely. Um, other campaigns, um, Compassion in World Farming are a great, great charity. Um, they currently have a campaign called Rethink Fish. So, you know, mm. we spoke about fish and overcrowding our oceans earlier. Yes. Um, this is, uh, they're looking into new legislation and things like that, which is a great campaign. Fantastic. That definitely needs to be looked at. Mm, absolutely. And also the United Nations have an Act Now campaign um, all about food challenges that you can take part in. That's interesting. I do like these challenges that people mm. do or like veganuary and, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think it's great to try it for a month and then see what you can take from that month and implement it into your diet yeah. going forward. Because sometimes then like... Veganuary is great if that's part, like if that's something you can do, but it yes. might not be sustainable because the issue that I sometimes can have with these campaigns is that it's very all or nothing, you know? Yes, completely. That's kind of why, you know, it's great to kind of experience it and be like, uh-huh. okay, what can I? It's like when you go on and holiday. What am I enjoying? <laughs> yeah, you go on holiday and you think, why am I so relaxed? Yeah. What can I take back from my holiday into my life to make my life more relaxed? I think it's the mm-hmm. same with all these, you know, dry January and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it's just great to kind of sometimes detox your body for something you rely on. Absolutely. So I definitely rely on meat in my diet. Mm-hmm. So maybe giving up meat for a couple of weeks mm. to just test different recipes yeah it, well exactly try different recipes add that variety and the UN at now actually have um a, camp, uh, a recommendation called sustainable Sundays Ooh. or I've also heard of meat free Mondays you know one day a week try it it will make a huge difference you know yeah, it really it, does if meat eaters do eat less meat um you know it will make a huge difference mm-hmm. to the however you know even if you do if, if you don't want to eat less meat find it from a local reliable source exactly and 
also there are other ways to get involved so it might not just be to do with animal proteins as you said you can buy locally um and there's many other tips which we're actually just about to come on to (laughs) we're going to summarize the tips and advice so you know as we said it's not an all or nothing thinking it's choosing what you can do because a sustainable diet involves Mm -hmm. one that's sustainable for you socially economically you know it's got to add to your happiness in your life too it really does so the first piece of advice we really had is to reduce our food and water wastage. Mm-hmm. The second piece of advice is reducing our reliance on animal and animal-based proteins. Third, create a meal plan. Yes, exactly. That's like, the most I think that's one of the ones that really stuck out to me. Meal plan, shopping list. Mm-hmm. And remember it can be flexible too, just aiming to help you reduce your food waste mm-hmm. um the fourth one i had for you is looking out for those certified labels and i've added this in especially for you tara because i know you mentioned it last week <laughs> okay uh, so there are lots of different labels out there there's fair trade yes rspca assured the msc label the rspo le- label they all have different criteria so that is something mm-hmm. to look out for and they're not all perfect but they no. show that a company is trying at least. Yes. And you can kind of trust those mm. companies. But also there are just local fishmongers you can go to as well. Exactly. Great advice. <laughs> lo- lo- shopping local. And then the final one I had for you today was think, reuse and refill, repurpose or recycle. I like that. I really like that. Taking your reusable shopping bags to the to the supermarkets. I feel so adult when I remember <laughs> to pack my shopping bag. I have a bag that I keep in my bag, mm-hmm. which I've just realised I've left out my bag today, just ironically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it generally, I have less bags in my house now mm. because I had yeah. to chuck out loads of plastic bags yeah. because I couldn't craft with them anymore. I couldn't use them anymore. Mm. So I, I obviously like cut them all up so that nothing mm-hmm. could get stuck in them or anything. Um, and I think that's also a really good point is if you're throwing away, if you have beers... Yeah. They've started to, I've seen in shops, they've started to not have the rings mm. for the beers anymore. It's just one strap just to stop mm. animals getting stuck in it. Mm-hmm. But make sure you always cut stuff up when you're binning it so animals can't get stuck in it because it does end up in the sea most of the time. I think that's a great piece <laughs> of advice. Um, yeah, well, up to five trillion single-use uh, plastic bags are used every single year. That is just five trillion Mm. that's crazy and the impact that that has on our wildlife as well it makes me kind of sad now we're coming to the end of the show and we will be completely addressing those statements that i gave to you all this morning very soon but i think just before we do that i wanted to end on a happy note and i've got a great song planned for you today (gasps) i'm excited are you ready for this this is lovely day by bill withers Turn your radio on, turn your radio on, and listen to the music in the air. Yes, let's see. I think I'll turn over to the loudspeaker. River Radio. Hello? This is only a test. This radio station will remain on the air, day and night. Across the Thames Valley. Turn on the radio and let's have some music. Turn it all the way up. River. Spread the word. When I wake up in the morning, love, and the sunlight hurts my eyes. 
And something without warning love Bears heavy on my mind Then I look at you And the world's all right with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be A lovely day To When someone else instead of me Always seems to know the way Then I look at you And the world's alright with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be What a lovely day that uh, look! What a lovely song for a lovely day that indeed was. Um, I can't quite believe it, but we actually are coming to the end of the show now. So we're going to have a little pop quiz from those statements that I mentioned at the beginning and reflect on what we have learned in today's show. Now, Tara, I know you missed those statements. I did. But are you ready to join me on that? I'm, I'm ready. I, should, I honestly always forget to bring my pen and paper to take notes. <laughs> Go for it. So our first one was a sustainable diet is not only about the planet. True or false? False. False. Completely false. It's got so many other factors in there to yes, consider. Yes, sustainable means so many things. Exactly. Another two was meeting the government guidelines may not always be most sustainable for the planet. Correct. Yes, yes, it may not always. It's a good place to start with. But again, like maybe considering still reducing our reliance on uh, animal based proteins could mm-hmm. be a good place to start. I guess the key word is guidelines there. Yeah, they are guidelines and they are definitely a great place to start. But um, as we mentioned earlier, there are other uh, balance plates out there, such as the Vegan Society one too. Amazing. Uh, our next one is the agricultural industry can have a widespread impact on the planet. Yes, it can. Absolutely. Because of so much, because of deforestation. I, mm-hmm. I never knew that deforestation like, was from mm-hmm. feeding cattle. Yeah. Who knew? Well, I mean, it's one, one of the things that... But as, it's what, yeah, yeah. It contributes. That exactly. was the word I was trying to find <laughs> out. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that, that's amazing. And yeah. thank you for sharing that because well, I didn't know that. And as we said, widespread, exactly, because there's so many different factors involved that we just don't see when you've just got one food product in front Mm -hmm. of you. The next one we said is following a plant-based diet can help to protect the planet. Yeah, I think it can. It can can contribute. Exactly. It can be one of the things. And... um, 
we we said this last week i think that 80 percent of the agricultural land is committed to farming animals and that land could be repurposed for plants which Mm -hmm. we could eat directly and just cutting you know different steps out of that industry can help to reduce impact whether that is with you know um animal and animal based proteins or whether that's buying locally or growing your own you know it's looking at where can we reduce those steps in the food chain exactly and our final one you're doing great by the way (laughs) thank you i wonder if i'm gonna get 100 (laughs) percent. i feel like i need a sticker um there are several ways we can get involved in raising awareness and reducing the impact of our diets on the planet while not compromising on taste and enjoyment and how nourishing they are Mm. can you repeat the question again there are several (laughs) ways we can get involved yes there's several (laughs) yes there are several ways there are um and we've mentioned some of them already we mentioned looking at the bda's one blue dot campaign we mentioned compassion and wild farming we mentioned the un act now a couple of others looking at the wwf green ambassadors um and also looking at um, different apps and things like that Mm -hmm. we mentioned earlier um uh, a recipe from love food hate waste also too good to go odd box all of these different things and there's many many more out there and i'd love to hear from you if you fancy sending any of them in to us that we could share with our listeners next mm-hmm. week please do do that something as simple as a shopping list also can help exactly so many different things so thank you so much tara for joining me again this week to chat about sustainable nutrition you're more than welcome and i'll be listening next week i'm looking forward to your next week's show i'm really looking forward to it too um and it's it's just been so great to chat with you you have been listening to river radio today if you have missed the show um or would like to listen again if there's anything that you'd like to listen back to you can find the reset on the website river.radio or on most podcast platforms including apple spotify and google i'll be back the same time next week with another show but and then until then do keep on listening to river radio um enjoy and i'll see you soon i'm gonna finish off with a little song from brett eldridge Mm. and it's called don't ya amazing thank you for having me jeans just right I know you didn't buy them like that so baby don't even try that you dare